Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to TV Talk, episode 33. I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is a guest of the podcast who also works for the Workprint. Uh, do you want to say hi, guest? Hi, guest. Did <laughs> <laughs> you also mention your name and what you do here, if possible? Um, sure. I'm Nicole, and I am the features editor on the Workprint, and we're here to talk about Tresse, and I'm so excited. Tresse. So, um, yeah, we haven't done an episode of TV Talk in, like, half, I think in 2020 was the last time we did one, it was, like, in August, so. That's um, okay! We all took a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we, we ended up doing, like, special things, yeah, like, we covered exactly. Mandalorian, and, mm-hmm. like, uh, what is it, the... Uh, Division, can remember the name of it. Um, and yeah, so like we, we did a lot of different podcasts, but I thought that would be a good time to bring back TV Talk. And I'll more importantly talk about this really dope animated series from Netflix that's based in the Philippines. So um, yeah, if case people don't know, both myself and Nicole are Filipino. So that's kind of the big reason I thought it'd be really cool for us to talk about it. And um, yeah, this it's uh, Tresse is a, a graphic novel in the Fili- uh, from the Philippines that was like I think debuted in the mid two thousands, and it gained a, a pretty decent fan following to the point where it got its own animated series, albeit a six episode animated series, but still an animated series. Um, so yeah, we're we're just gonna let's just break it down and talk about what we liked and like, etc. Um, Nicole, what were your thoughts on the on the overall plot of uh, of Tresse, or just your first initial impressions of Tresse? Um, I think like especially in the first episode so I watched the first episode on Friday first and then finished the rest yesterday but even with just the first episode I was already very very impressed with the entire like production sort of caliber that they brought I was impressed with the art was beautiful I thought it was like I like I had read previously before watching that um they really tried to capture Manila um, into a lot of great detail, and that was very true. Like I lived in the Philippines for many, many years, and you know I spent half my life there, so there was a lot of things that I recognized. And like I, I was like geeking out when I, I was watching it with friends, and like <laughs> others were like not geeking out as much as I was, just because they were Filipino, which was fine. But it's just damn it, like I, I part of me was like. I wish I saw this with someone who could appreciate it as much as I could. But no, well, it was fine. Well, I appreciate fine. it as much <laughs> as you did. Um, I noticed some of the highways and some of the skyscrapers. But what were your, yeah. some of the things that you noticed that were very, um, you know? Like, uh, actually, I don't think, was this in the first? No, this might not have been in the first episode. The building where um, where uh, Electro was located. Mm-hmm. So that building is called Morocco. And mm-hmm. because Morocco is the big sort of power company that has a monopoly in Manila, basically. Yeah. And that building, I used to do school plays there. So when I saw oh. that, I was like, oh, my God, I know exactly what building this is. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> and of course, yeah, stuff like Guadalupe Bridge. Um, like I had never actually been to the seaport. So that was pretty cool also. Um, and I was trying to figure out like, 
where Tressie's house was located. I, I'm guessing maybe like in the older part of Manila, but even the part where they said, um, shoot, there was like a fire, um, oh, Binondo. So that's the area that actually a lot of Chinese, um, a lot of Chinese people lived for a very long time, even till now. Um, cause I actually, I remember, I think I had gone to take Chinese classes there when I was a kid. So lots of like, that. Okay. yeah, lots of like sort of all these different places. Oh, in the first episode, when you talked about Baleta Drive, the moment mm-hmm. I saw the street sign, I was like, oh my God, I know exactly what they're talking Like, I know what the story's <laughs> going to be about because I had heard all of these stories and myths as a kid growing up. So it was so cool. Like I just was geeking out the entire time. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I agree with you as well. Cause I, I don't, I didn't live in the Philippines. I just mm-hmm. visited a lot for uh, family reasons and just seeing some of the architecture, the structures of the buildings, the power lines. I kind of laughed yeah. cause I'm like, Holy shit. That's so it's very accurate. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, that's kind of incredible. Um, uh, that's good. What did you think of, um, storylines? I, okay. So, I really was curious about the series because I, I kind of just thought, okay, it's going to be detectives and monster <laughs> mysteries. It's going to be sort of like The Witcher in a weird way. But yeah. um, the first, I really love the series by episode three because that's when we went full-blown like procedural, she solves the mystery type mm-hmm. things. But in the first episode, while that was definitely the, the story structure, I was confused as balls as to what the hell was going on. <laughs> just and the only okay. reason is because yeah. they introduce a lot of myth- mystical creatures and mythic yeah. creatures and then at the same time had the flashback of her and her mom with the with the blade and and the uh, um the a swang <laughs> so like it was cool the fight sequences were really dope um seeing her interrogate different people and summon help was cool but like there were just there was just so much to that pilot that I got a little bit lost. So, but like by the, by the time mid season hit, I was re- mm-hmm. really hooked. Um, but yeah, like because I think in the first episode there's like the the goblin, the two brothers, the fire spirit, the, the death, mm-hmm. um, uh, not warden, but um, the I forget what they call it. The, the, the emissary. Say, right? Emissary. Yeah. I was gonna say diplomat. Yeah, emissary. Yeah. So like all of that combined with the Aswang stuff just yeah. felt heavy. Combined with the flashback. Combined with following a procedural. That's like seven things I need to. I'm Pay introduced to, to. Yeah. yeah. So, like, again, I, I love the, I uh, the the fighting was dope. I actually joked with uh, some of my cousins. It reminded me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because you know, with the stabby. That songs. is true. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So like, yeah. uh, that was all dope, but confusing. Um, I once I rewatched it though, because I, I ended up watching it a second time just now, because and watching the finale because I didn't actually watch the finale yet. Um, yeah, it all flowed pretty well and stuff. But like, I feel like there was a little bit of a hindrance because they had to pack so much into six episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts? Um, I now that you bring that up, I do agree that there was a lot of um, there was a lot of stuff introduced in the pilot, and like it, I, I, I mean, was it too much? Maybe like you could have gone maybe with like you didn't necessarily have to introduce Nuno and like the um, like that aspect necessarily so early, but. I, I think I was okay with it. Like at okay. the time, it didn't necessarily feel that overwhelming, but I, 
I think I was trying to figure out constantly, like, oh, do I know this one? Do, like, have I heard of this one before? And so, yeah. like, even with the twins, like, I hadn't heard of, like, sort of what they were and, like, what... Because um, I actually ended up, after watching that episode, like, doing a little bit of research just to find mm-hmm. out, oh, what are these people, right? And what, like, what part of, like, folklore are they from? And then yeah. um, even with, like... Um, with like the, a spoiler alert, their dad, <laughs> like they, oh. <laughs> like I didn't necessarily, um, I hadn't heard of that mythology or that story either. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but it sort of on the overall like structure and like the sort of the big sort of twist at the end, that mm-hmm. actually felt kind of predictable. Like yeah, the I, mean, yeah. I agree. Right. Like I really liked sort of the build up to it. Like, oh, all of these like significant, like each episode was building up on top of each other. And then it was all going to be interconnected. And then it was and then there was like some big bad guy at the end. But I think that was pretty predictable by like what? Episode five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, And um, again, it's just I think it's just runtime because Mm -hmm. it seems like they weren't given as big of a green light as other series. Mm -hmm. Um, The uh, the last episode had a lot of exposition. To the mm-hmm. point where I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he. I think the big bad goes on like a. I want to say it was like seven or eight minutes long, about like villain explanation. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I get, I get it. And then like he just kept going, and I'm like, oh, oh god, this is going on forever. <laughs> it's like I get it. Yeah, she has to make the choice, and that's cool. But like, couldn't we have? I don't know, divided this to two episodes yeah. or just not, you know, I, I, it just, it seemed like a lot to absorb in. That, yeah. That's my only issue with like the first episode and the last episode is like, there's just so much packed in there. <laughs> that, yeah, I, I kind of got exhausted yeah. by, by that one, but I like, I like the overall conclusion and I do think it sets up for a season two, which is cool. So I guess you're right though. Like had they been given like an eight episode run, it probably would have given us an extra two episodes that would not have made the first and the last one feel so packed right yeah like i could have done with um some of the flashbacks being Mm -hmm. their own episodes because like Mm -hmm. that that threw the pacing off for me because like when you're i'm being introduced to this world and like there were times where it's like oh okay she threw that one um aswang's eye and started uh mixing it with her knife to look into some information and then we cut to a flashback of her life uh with uh with her mom and that's just in the first episode that confused me because i'm like did she just use a spell to go into flashback world and remember memories or like what's going on and it's like no it's just convenient plotting plot point <laughs> device and stuff she and just decided to remember stuff all of a sudden <laughs> yeah yeah like it didn't fit like i think yeah. towards the end it did when she was like having maybe like a small nightmare but like of, of i think the flashback but for the most part it was just very kind of just thrown in there so yeah. that that threw me off a lot yeah. um and then like they, they keep using that device through this i think Throughout the, the, like all the episodes right yeah yeah so like it's again i feel like if those were just their own episodes instead of just throwing it in uh I, it would have been cooler and then you could you could add more animation time for cool uh, bit you know cool badass fight scenes and stuff but, that uh. is true like i um it, like even in the last episode like it would have been um really nice to see like a full flashback of like what was happening with her dad and like what um like happened to her sister and like all those things right yeah yeah the sister stuff that was interesting Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like fully explored into yeah yeah yep 
Because yeah. I'm, I'm curious as hell as to what happened with the dagger and all yeah. that, all that, yeah. Yeah, like, how did that, like, come about, really? Like, the forging and, like... Is there, is, so I have a question. Is, is there something significant with that particular type of dagger in that shape? Um, so I didn't really research too much into it, but okay. just, like, based on sort of, not, like, my basic knowledge, it's, it's, it's a blade that I think the shape is used by the Moro people. Okay. Like it's, um, and I think they're from like Mindanao. So it's, it's a very sort of traditional shaped blade for that specific group of people. Is it used yeah. for like magic purposes? Cause I have a story related to this. That, that's why I'm curious. Um, it might be. I also just thought it was like a warrior knife, okay. but I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's cool. Regardless. Cause, um, TLDR, uh, that's not the first time I've seen that particular type of uh, mm -hmm. knife. And um, I've had one used on me for like a weird ritual thing. Um, so I, when I saw it, I was yeah. like, that reminds me of my childhood. There must be some sort of mystical, you know, thing, symbolism behind those types of things. And it wasn't anything weird. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. the son of the devil or anything like that. Uh, basically, <laughs> I caught like... I got like a flu. <laughs> I got the flu when I was like seven or eight when I was at the Philippines, and so somebody I think prayed over me with and used like ashes on a dagger and stuff, and yeah, I was just I, don't know, I was seven. I didn't know any better. And in Catholicism and mysticism is very important. <laughs> but like yeah, they did this thing, and I felt better, and I decided to play with all the kids. I wasn't better, and I ended up getting those kids. <laughs> but um, that's kind of. Philippines. Anyway, um, that's pretty cool. I did not know that um, that was used for that stuff too. Hmm. I get because mm -hmm. I feel like the the culture became like an amalgam with religion and mysticism at some point because the Catholicism obviously permeates everything. But some of those old stories and folklores definitely too. That's why I was wondering yeah. like, all right, that dagger has some sort of purpose because I know that they did a ritual on me mm -hmm. as a kid which didn't work. But like, yeah. Um, so I was just curious. Okay. Um, all right, so we talked a little bit about the story. Uh, who are some of your favorite characters, though, in the, in the series? Um, hmm. I really like Nuno because he reminded me of, I, I always forget the character's name, but the, the guy that John Leguizamo played in, in Spawn, Nuno oh. reminds me of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I liked, I really liked the character because it actually, um, like, I, I have a story about that. Okay, sure, Just because, sure. um, so, when I was a kid, my mom told me this story. It was um, in my great-grandfather's house in their garden. There's actually, like, this mound that um, is supposed to be, like, a duende mound, right? So it's, mm -hmm. like, a dwarf mound. And you're supposed to... Um, always say exactly what she says, what Alexandra says in the series, which is the beat the beat which literally means, could you, uh, oh, like, excuse me, please, excuse me, please, because you're walking kind of in their general vicinity. Because okay. the, I think the, 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 the myth with that is that if you step on a duende's mound, you're going to get cursed. So you <laughs> always say, hey, I'm you know, I'm walking here, excuse me, excuse me, so you're polite, and that they will, you know, move away while you're walking. Um, 
Because what happened was when uh, a cousin of mine was really young and she, she and our other cousins were playing in the back, she, I think she had stepped on the mound mm-hmm. and she had a really bad fever the next day. Oh, man. And so it was like, oh, my God, she's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everything there is like, oh, if you do this, you'll get cursed, cursed or something. Yeah. yeah. Especially with no. all these creatures. Yeah. It's it's such a super like superstitious filled culture that yeah. um, that's why this this um, this animated series is so great because it really like <laughs> takes all of that stuff and puts it like in this really fun like storyline <laughs> it's, yeah it's dope because we get to embrace you know our mythology and stuff yep. like that like exactly. oh oh my god like I, I know we're still talking about characters but one particular character they introduced in the very opening scene that i geeked out of and was like oh my god they did it the white lady i'm just like oh, okay yeah. so they're talking yeah. about a white lady ghost and like everyone in the philippines yes. is a white lady story so yes yeah. and and the one that um they talk about on in the pilot is actually very very famous like the ghost of Boleta Drive, like it's, I think something that I heard about when I was six. Could, could you please tell me? Because I didn't know that this was like more. Thi- I thought the White Lady was just something that everybody had a story well, of. Like, oh, she was there when I wasn't looking. Or something. The the White Lady story is definitely something that is like has lots and lots of different iterations. But the mm-hmm. one in Boleta Drive is actually very famous. Okay, and please. Although, tell me. although, okay. Now I'm going to like put my foot in my mouth because I don't know the origins of that story. Okay. But it's just been, um, it's something that, yeah, like when I was a kid, I was told about and that you have to drive really carefully through that street because you'll see something. Like Mm -hmm. it's very easy to see something and then get into a car accident, basically. Mm. Yeah. So. So the thing is the white lady. Yeah, it's the white lady. And like there've been, um, I've had multiple family members tell me that they've seen like a weird like white thing there like driving late at night and like so yeah I yeah it's a very supposedly very haunted street. I mean dude I, like again everyone has a white lady story. I'm surprised like I don't know like it, I I feel like somebody could just do like a podcast about like Philippine myths and cult. there probably is and I'm just missing it. But yeah, yeah. Um that's pretty cool and haunting. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, now I'm, like, curious, like, what, um, when did that start? And, like, hmm. Not sure. Yeah. But it, was it was it exactly, like, in the show or? No. Um, I, oh, okay. I, I don't think so. Well, at least according to Wikipedia. <laughs> various legends and folklore have circulated since the 1950s that that street was haunted. Hmm, okay. And that... Was she looking for her husband? Are we in full-blown corpse bride type thing? Um, mm, uh, not necessarily, but like one, here's Wikipedia, one variation of the legend claims that a student at the University of the Philippines was sexually assaulted and killed by a taxi driver mm. and her spirit roams the streets looking for the murderer. And then another version of the story claims that a female resident of one of the ancestral mansions lining Baleta Drive was abused and killed by her own family, and her spirit haunts the road. Man. Yeah. Those are pretty hardcore. Yeah. Although, yeah. according to local rumor, the legend of Baleta Drive was, was uh, fabricated by a reporter in 1953 in order to come up with an interesting story, according to a rumor. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you probably could do that back then. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, there's it's haunted. There's like this thing that that's easy. That's so funny. But that's, um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite characters were the brothers because oh the know. twins yeah, yeah. I, I, they confused me at first because I'm like how are they flying like. I thought they were just randomly partners and then I, I just like that they became sex objects by episode two <laughs> that's the whole reason I like there's not an elaborate story it's just okay we made eye candy and it's gonna be the guys and it's like oh that's cool that's refreshing yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well because Alexandra you know Tresse she's just so stern and like I don't you know take no shit and like just kicks ass she's a very like stern emotionless we're gonna fucking yeah. do this and stuff and i, yeah. I actually kind of respect that a lot because it shows that she's pretty badass <coughs> if you had um who amongst the more villainous characters did you like the most or find more most interesting i found the um I don't know what they're. I forgot what they're called. The spider babies, those oh, the fucking yeah. the chanak, yeah, yeah, those those. I think that yeah, that's when I was really like, okay, this is pretty dope. Because like I've heard tales of like abandoned babies coming back for their moms. It's actually a plot in The Witcher Three, but like um, the way that they did it was really creepy. And I love the actress. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, was it Nova Nova Aurora? Nova Aurora. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that sounds like a fucking you know superstar Filipina name. <laughs> um, what is it? Yeah, like uh, when she she confessed to basically abandoning the, the kid baby, and yeah. like stabbing it to the point where the knife broke. I was like, oh, damn! But also like you know that that actually kind of makes sense and yeah, it's it's creepy. I actually felt like that was probably the most gruesome scene in the entire series where she's killing the Chanak. And, like, I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, whoa, they are going really dark with this. Yeah. Where, like, a mom is, like, re-killing her child. Like, that's so fucked up. <laughs> well, she didn't kill it in the first place. She let somebody else do it for her. So this true, time around, she's true. like, I'm just going to fix this mistake. Yeah. That's what I, I think that's what I loved about it is um, she set up that whole, I want to tell you something that my, you know, my Lola told me. Yeah. And then it like And then it, it took a really dark turn. Yeah, like, oh it was god. like you ruined me and I hate you or something. Yeah. I forget the exact words, but it was like, "Oh my god." And uh I like that cuz it sets up the expectation and then yeah. it like slaps you in the face yeah. really hard. Like yeah. you're uh President Macron shaking a dude's hand and all of a sudden he bitch slaps you across the face. That just <laughs> happened 2 or 3 days ago. That's why I mentioned it. Um <laughs> It was very funny. Uh well, All right. Um any other characters that really stood out? I'm trying to think. Um, what was okay? So one, one here's one. Um, the fire thing, the fire demon in the the oh, phone. Oh, in the phone, that was so fun. That confused me though, like, because <laughs> like when I saw when I first saw the phone, it made me go, oh, okay, so this is set in the 1990s, <laughs> early 2000s, but it's set present day because they use iPhones by episode two or three, and that that threw me off. I was like, wait, so. So yeah. she's just using an old Nokia for. For the for her ghost or for yeah. her, the fire for her fire demon. Yeah, basically, and that, that don't get me wrong, that's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, what? Because yeah, because when she started answering, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, oh, that's just, true. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I guess I guess we're set back in the day, and like the the, the geography of the Philippines has definitely changed, but there's enough that stays the same mm -hmm. that like I really. I really, even today, wouldn't be able to tell you, was this the late 90s, the mid 2000s, or like eight years ago? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a very good point. And I actually, like, I, I had no idea what um, 
sort of which myth that part was based on too. And all I could think of was like, wow, it's like Aladdin and a and genie in a bottle. <laughs> Maybe we have one like that. I, that wouldn't surprise me. I have no idea where a lot of these folklore, uh, folklores come from too in the Philippines. I assume it's from the different islands. And the yeah, probably. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. How do you catch a fire demon? Also, is that God of War? Um, and was it chaos and creation? Yeah. Uh, is he an actual like deity? That's a good question. Like I, when I was reading up on it a little bit, it, it the only thing that I sort of was able to find on that, but maybe I didn't look hard enough, was that he was actually it was a real war god from like this section called Bukid Nun. Mm. Um, but so I'm, I'm assuming that it, he is actually based on like a real like folklore god. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, was there anything in the series that really stood out to you for, as being like, oh my God, that's totally Filipino? <laughs> um, I, so I haven't watched it in all Tagalog yet, but I, I watched like just the English version, but, um, I really appreciated how they put a lot of thought, I think, and, and did a really accurate job in, um, kind of putting Taglish into it. Wherein yeah, yeah. that was really fun. I was like not expecting that. I was expecting and, it to be a really like just a regular, complete like English dub, right? Yeah, and apparently yeah. most of the actors are uh, Filipino yeah. and like Filipino Americans. Yes, like Darren Forget- Chris, Lou Diamond yeah. Phillips, yeah, yeah. Mich- uh, Nicole Schrezinger. Like it was awesome. It was, and my favorite is um, what's his face from The Good Place, uh, Jason. Wait, he he is half, or is he is he Filipino? Isn't he? Yeah, he's no, he's half. Yeah, he's, he's, half? he's half. And oh, I think he's in the. Se- if I remember correctly, that. he's in the series. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine mentioned it. That's I cool. We'll have to double check, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it, they did a really good job of representation. Um, and that's awesome because again, we. How many fucking things do we honestly have? That exactly. That's yeah. like kind of like this mainstream. Like, not much, I would say. I had. I saw that they put like. Uh, lights up on the some of the built the buildings that say Tresse on in the Philippines. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw um a picture where so the um the broadcast center that they go to in in the the Chanak episode. Mm-hmm. They that's actually so it's based on um do you remember ABS CBN? That's like the one of the yeah. biggest networks. Yeah, that was so yeah. fun. I think they actually like did um they redid like the ABS-CBN logo to, for uh, to have it be the one that um, the the fictitious one in Tresse for the building, which I thought was really fun. Like, yeah, good, that was good cool. marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because I, I when I saw it too, I was like, oh hey, that's the that's network. fun, right? Yeah, yeah so fun. Yeah. But yeah, they did such a good job. Like even when she's chanting and like everything that she chants, it's actually really accurate. So like in one of like whenever she takes the eye. Mm-hmm. And she puts it in the glass and does the whole like, um, like I'm trying to see something that this eye has seen. Mm-hmm. It's I think I'm like forgetting it now, but the she's basically asking and chanting and saying um, for this eye to cease to show me something that um, is unseen. Oh, okay, so cool. that was really fun. Or even when she um, all of her summonings basically like was a great translation and like would make sense that you would chant that while you're doing this specific like summoning ritual or whatever but it was cool i really appreciated it and although i was surprised that they didn't give a translation of that in the subtitles 
when um, when I was watching it because I I would have expected them to do that, but they didn't, and it mm-hmm. just showed you legit like the words in Tagalog, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that does kind of take you out of it, especially because there are moments in the, I think in the anime, if you have the dubs on where it's like, this is in English. And I'm like, well, yeah, yes. they're, they're actually speaking in English, so it doesn't stand out as much, maybe if you use taglish, but yeah. Um, all right, yeah, so, okay, so characters, myths, and, and story. So, the animation, but what were your thoughts on the animation? Overall? It was so beautifully done, and yeah. like, I honestly wasn't expecting that kind of caliber of art mm-hmm. and it was it made manila look so beautiful because in reality it's a lot of it is you know not that beautiful <laughs> damn that's from you <laughs> no because it's like i'm gonna be real it's there's certain parts that it's really dirty because you know like there's tr- a lot of trash and like the like the, sometimes the sanitation system is not the best and like there's no um like what one of the problems is that there's no sewage system really like within yeah. the streets so mm-hmm. whenever it floods it's like floating trash and it's disgusting mm-hmm. and so, rats and garbage yeah, yeah and rats and garbage and like all that stuff right so mm. the way they eat like made the slums look it was like it made it look like a beautiful rendition of what that looks like in reality yeah. Yeah. yeah, when when they go through the market, were you yeah. also remembering the smells? Because I was. I was like, oh, oh my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are some very, very pungent smells. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, those are the organs and stuff and like the, the slaughterhouse and stuff. I remember <laughs> yeah. the smell of all those things and the flies and everything. Oh, my God. It just brought back all these memories for me, at least, because I haven't, I haven't been to the Philippines since like 2015. So, oh, yeah. a while. Okay. Yeah. I... um. I'm trying to think what else that was really kind of interesting about it. Like I also really liked kind of the variety of like characters that they brought from like um, the underworld. And like, even I thought their world building was actually great. And like, I, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, the horse uh, creatures, oh, and the, yeah. the wind, uh, yeah. the that wind really girls cool. and stuff. Yeah. Those were cool. Um, I'm trying to think, what were the other monsters that were there? Um, um, well, there was definitely, like, the Duende. Yeah. Right? Um, some of the others, like, I didn't recognize. Like, there was kind of, like, a Minotaur-looking one, too. Yeah. Right? And then there was um, some who were bald, and, like, I wasn't sure what they were. But I was actually waiting to see if they were going to do, like, a Capre. Do you remember? Do you remember that one? No, what's that? So it's um, this creature who lives in a tree and smokes cigars. And oh. I, I forget, like, um, I forget what sort of their shtick was. But basically, if you see smoke coming out of a tree, you should be careful. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the point of folklore, right? Is to warn us to, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, the dangers. Exactly. Like if you swim the, and you see bubbles, that's a mermaid that, yeah. that'll drown you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or I was also hoping, like, I, I thought I saw this in the trailer. Like, wasn't there, like, a demon who was, like, like only had, like, its upper torso and it was flying? I thought I saw that. There were some flying ones. I don't remember what they were doing, though. But, yeah. Um, but that like made reminded me because that's another creature. It's called the Manananggal, mm-hmm. and um, 
when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of Filipino horror movies. And so they had this series. Okay. It was called Shake, Rattle, and Roll. And the last one that I remember that I watched, I think I was like seven, was a story on the Manananggal where you're supposed to put... Um, so what it does is it detaches its body at night and then it flies around and looks for pregnant women. Oh. And then it enters the room of the pregnant woman and then it it basically has like a really long tongue or some kind of sucker thing where mm-hmm. it then goes into the belly and sucks the baby basically from the mom's womb. Oh. Yeah. And then I think I think so. I think that's the that's the story behind them. And then they go back to their bodies. But what you do is you're supposed to put salt on like the bottom half of the body so that it can't reattach itself. So that's another what? fun one. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm mesmerized that you know tar from the Philippines. Like, you watched this as a child before. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom used to take me, so I blame my mom. Oh, It's okay, mom. You're a very awesome mom for teaching me this at the early age. My first tar experience was when I was, like, 12, and I cried the entire time. I still cry when I see Chucky. Dolls. Uh, like, I, I'm with you. I don't... I stopped liking dolls after I watched Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like the the philippine folklore is pretty interesting um i i'm trying to remember like one. do you know much about the aswang uh i hear about it all the time yeah. but the way that they depicted it in this was they're like basically vampires yeah <laughs> it's, it's basically like filipino vampires right and like okay. um when it, it like i'm really glad that they brought that as kind of like the first intro um, sort of like group of, of like villains necessarily because I feel like it's it's probably one of the more famous ones mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. say but it is it's really funny because um, like I remember quite um, quite strongly as a kid that like this sort of talking about us was so normal that like talk radio stations would just talk about it and be like hey, oh you shouldn't go to this re- region of the country because there's a swung there right now yeah. it's like what <laughs> like, later on when you think about it like really yeah 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 <laughs> that's kind of dope because like yeah. you would never hear that here oh hey by the way you shouldn't go to the middle of this woods because there are some vampires there yeah. vampires yeah <laughs> Oh, oh uh, here's yeah. a f- here's a topic I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. at some point. Um, what were your thoughts on um, some of the political issues happening Ooh. in the Philippines related oh to the, the story? Because like a yeah. lot of people had that hot take, yeah. And I personally didn't think that it was trying to do that, but I can see where they were coming from. So now I'm like, hmm. And uh, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on it. Um, I think, like, the storyline with the mayor, it wasn't as apparent to me, but the storyline involving the cops was actually mm. such interesting social commentary because I remember um, when I was watching that episode specifically, I was like, wow, that's really kind of cool and really sort of unexpected that they would take on corruption like that because, yeah, you know, Everything in the Philippines is unfortunately really, really difficult as in terms of corruption. Where yeah, there's from like politicians, yeah, anybody politicians, with money, any any sort of person in power or in yeah. a position of power, 
they tend to get like corrupted and like it's from like the traffic cop who stops you on the road because you have the wrong license plate today and they want you to give them money so that you can continue otherwise mm-hmm. you know you're i don't think you're going to get arrested necessarily but you're probably going to pay like a really huge fine mm-hmm. or from like getting your driver's license like um i think like you can pay someone off to basically you don't have to take the driver's test or to your taxes like you pay someone off so you know you um you don't have to like necessarily file your taxes the correct way there's just so many things like that that i thought it was really like very very unique of them to actually acknowledge that cops are really corrupt not everyone, yeah. of course, not everyone, but... I mean, but yeah. the police there, especially yeah. with everything happening with the, um, you know, the drug raids mm-hmm. and stuff that were... And um, yeah. I really liked that the one character was basically like, you don't even know my name, yeah. do you? Yeah, exactly. And that, that yeah. was a really powerful moment. And yeah. I was like, wow, they're they're hitting it on the yeah. head with the police corruption, with the mayor corruption, is, you know, that was a big plot in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, which was really cool. Yeah. 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 And kind of related to that, even like... Um, I thought it was like they, they nailed so many sort of like little things like the even um what the prisoners were wearing at the yeah. jail like that was accurate like they wear um orange shirts <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that that was really um it was such a like great way to show how much they cared to get things correct which I thought was wonderful. Right. No, 100% agree. Like, they really did kind of look into some of the Philippine culture and, mm-hmm. like, the goods and the beds. And uh, they, they, they weren't afraid to basically show it. It wasn't just a, let me Google search, you yeah. know, the setting and throw a piece of food in that they exactly. eat there. And, exactly. like, okay, we're in Manila now. Hooray. And we'll exactly. do an American story. Because, like, a lot, of, a lot of series do that. So. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> um... I don't know. Did you have any other comments or thoughts on? Um. Try to say. Let me think. What else? It was really. Good. Very, it's very gory. Um, and the the violence yeah. is crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, the thing is, is like it's it's very violent and like graphic, but at the same time, it doesn't go to places like other series, which mm-hmm. is good. Like, I don't f- find it as overbearing as like a Castlevania or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love Castlevania, but I mean, like, there's there's so much blood and guts everywhere. So, yeah. So just the right amount. <laughs> yeah, no, just yeah, just the yeah. right amount of comfortable, like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, blood slashes and splatters and stuff like that. You can do that, mm-hmm. but you can't do it to the point where, like, everything's eviscerated and, mm-hmm. like, pools of blood are everywhere and stuff. Yeah. Um, well. Oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, I forgot the, um, the military, like, all the guns, basically, in the show. <laughs> Like, I know that sounds <laughs> stupid to most people who don't understand, but guns are a huge thing in Philippine culture, yeah. especially yeah. with guys, at least. Um, and, like, yeah, they, the, the, the fact that they had RPGs and, like, me go, yeah, of course they fucking would have RPGs. <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> it's like, like, wow, there's, there's, like, assault rifles, there's shotguns, there's pistols everywhere. Why, why wouldn't they have an RPG? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Although, interesting, yeah, like, even... Oh, now, now that you bring that up, like, oh, yeah, even the military uniform, mm-hmm. at least to me, seems really accurate. Like, that's what they wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, oh, they, they got the mm. culture on the dot. And I, I don't yeah. think people who watch this who don't get it would really <laughs> notice these things. Yeah, so. no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah, every 
episode that I watched, it was like all these little things that kind of just like, oh, whoa, that's cool. Like, I wasn't expecting that. That's really accurate. It's like, oh, this is really accurate too. <laughs> so that was really fun. And like, what do you think um, you would like to see more of for season two? I want to see how she learned each and every ability. Because like, mm-hmm. we understand that she she trained, uh, she trained in like the tree or something, right? Or something like that. I don't know. Um, but like, I, I just, I just want to see her, how she got to do all this yeah, crazy shit. Because there's a lot of crazy shit. Um, and the pilot was overwhelming because there was an abundance of crazy shit. And I'm like, all right, I think we established how the fire demons happens and how the twins happen. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff, the fighting training and the, the weird spell shield. And I don't know, like there's a bunch of other abilities that I'm like, where the fuck did she learn that? And like a part of me is like, how many things does she have? Like powers wise that's that's what i'm just curious about that or i want to see some training sequences give me some jedi montages basically right um what about you i agree like because she went into like the tree for five years doing like her trials like i would like to see scenes during those five years for her right and um Mm -hmm. like like what did she have to fight in the tree It, it actually really reminds me a lot right of um luke going into the cave in dagobah um, yeah. to conquer his fears and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if that's necessarily, like, what she ends up doing-ish, maybe. But, yeah, to see that journey for her within would be really great to see. But also, even, I would really love to get more um, background on what her position, um, like, how her position sort of came about. Like history on the the Lacan and, and like the Tresse family and like you know they're supposed to go back like 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 a whole bunch of generations like how did that start and like what um how did they even gain their powers to begin with right yeah yeah because yeah, like a lot of it was just the final end game exposition yeah. from that uh more god whose name is slipping my head um yeah so i agree with you on that and also what do, do you think he was lying about her dad because it seemed like a lot of shit that he was conveniently mm. saying, yeah, your dad was an asshole. And I'm like, I, I feel like some of this is accurate, but <laughs> a lot of this isn't. I can't really tell. And there's not enough to develop a conflict here. It's kind of just accept it. And, it's, you and know, your dad lied to you. Yeah. yeah, except that your dad lied to you. And there's no way to prove or disprove any of this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of... Probably it's like a mixture of both, I'm guessing. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sure her dad, it's probably, yeah, it's like that dude's perspective, right, on what happened. But yeah. it's, I'm sure from the dad's perspective, it wasn't quite like that, right? Yeah, because like, mm-hmm. you're going to tell me that he killed the other kid. His I'm other like, kid, I, yeah. I really doubt that to make a dagger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that's something I need to understand, too. That dagger throws me off so much. How is it a person? How did that happen? I don't, I don't know. Good question. Hopefully, we'll find out in season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I really hope that, yeah, in season two, we get, we see a lot more also of, like, other creatures. And I'm sure because there's more out there and, like... Wait, wait. So, mm-hmm. like, just for funsies, what are some creatures you'd like to see? Oh, like, I was telling you earlier, right? So, the Capri, the mm-hmm. Mananangal... Mm-hmm. Um, I also 
I just I just want to see a mermaid. That's you want to see him? Hey, there there was one kind of mermaid-looking dude in that yeah. scene, right? But to kind of explore more of that would be really great. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, for the series like this, I would love it to be like a monster focused of the week. Mm -hmm. But like because again, short runtime, they kind of have to mix it. But yeah. Ooh, I would also like to see um, like an actual like kulam, which is the which is the word for like a curse, like happen. Yeah, because there's a region in the Philippines where that's very very prominent. Mm -hmm. Oh crap! I wish I could remember the name of the place now, but. I had heard stories where if you even eat like at a local sort of like canteen in that area and if you insult someone you will get cursed <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah so it's like you have to be really careful whenever you go to this section of the country damn you're gonna bug me now like what's the name of this area hold on maybe i can google it google it and i'll i'll serenade our guests with stories about witches and curses where and stuff it? And to be honest, I actually don't have any. So <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of like a cool one. I'm like, no, no, I, I think that's kind of spent. Um, yeah. Philippines is one of those places where like if you're just walking past a graveyard, you have to be like careful. I feel like yeah. it's just as overly cautious. You have to be careful with everything you do because you'll get cursed or something bad will happen if you're not kind to everyone. That is true. Yeah. Which is why everyone's polite. It's out of fear. <laughs> Not um. Oh. Hmm? Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe it's this area called Sorsogon. Is that right? Is it Sorsogon or is it? Hmm? Um, is it Leyte? Oh man. Now I have to go and ask my mom because she'll probably know. Just call her up right now. Bring her on the podcast. Be like, hi, mom. We have Where a was this area again? <laughs> oh, because actually I feel like my mom hmm. told me this story where her friend's brother went to this area and he had eaten at a canteen and insulted like the person who owned the canteen. And then he died like oh, shit. a week later. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, um, you know, th that's why they feel like he was like a monk Kulam got him because, <laughs> because he was in that section of the country. Oh my gosh! <laughs> everyone be t everyone tip your waiter. Yeah, tip well. Tip well. Uh, um. All right. I think yeah. are we are we out of Tresse stuff to talk about? I you think we've left? covered. I think we've covered everything. And like. Um, one more thing that, ooh, I hope that in the second season, they also at some point kind of address like Spanish colonial history. Like that would be cool. We'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. That would be cool. And yeah. you could definitely look into some of the horror myths behind that. Mm -hmm. But I also just, I don't know. It's, it's such a divided topic. I feel. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. some people, at least when I was there, some people praise Marcos and some of them, hate. or I'm sorry, not Marcos, um, Magellan. Wow. Yeah true true <sighs> but yeah it was good i was like very happy with it and like it was a de like a definite binge watch for me and i sped through the entire thing yeah yeah it's it was definitely a fun series and very out there um uh so it, uh i guess final final take real quick um i'll do mine first because my brain's starting to go because i'm really <laughs> sleepy um 
really fun series, as Nicole mentioned. Um, really great homage to the Philippines. Definitely. Beautiful scen- scenery. Like, I have a lot of friends who um, have never been, and if you watch this, you'll see a little bit about, like, the geography. I think mm-hmm. that's, like, the, the biggest takeaway here. The myths are really cool, too. Action sequences are great. The only real complaint I have is um, the front and back loaded uh, storylines, because uh, there, sh- there should have been eight episodes, or maybe ten even. Um, eight, definitely. Um, so, yeah. Because the only the, I was really confused at the beginning and kind of thrown like drowning in exposition by the end, but um yeah that's my only real takeaway so yay. Um, a lot of the same thoughts. I think my biggest problem was that at the end, like just having like Datu Tulumbasa, I think that was his name, like mm-hmm. kind of be the main orchestra, like like puppeteer behind um, all the bad stuff was a little predictable. But otherwise, everything else I, like, highly, highly enjoyed. Like, each episode was self-contained, but also ended up being connected. So that was so much fun. World building was great. Um, Even getting a bit of the background of, like, the twins was great. Um, But I'm definitely looking forward to um, getting, like, more on the background of her family, I hope. And more monsters. Yeah. Cool. Um... Yeah, and that's it. Um, so go I watch. guess what's up? <laughs> yeah, they should go watch. Go watch it oh. if you haven't watched it yet. Yes, go watch it and um, check out uh, more reviews and podcasts and stuff on thewordprint.com. Uh, Bilal's been doing Gamecast weekly with uh, guests and stuff, and I think Norton and Rob are doing uh, Loki. I'm sort Fine. of in and out these days. Well, both of us are kind of in and out. We're both yeah. very busy these <laughs> lately. Um, so. Yeah, just checked all the things out. And, uh, yeah, if there's any cool stuff coming up the next couple of months, I might do more TV talks, just like one-off. So, yay. Uh, Nicole, where can uh, people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at N-I-I-X-E. And, yeah, yeah you can follow me on um, XN underscore Angelus on Twitter, Instagram, uh, ChristianAngelus.com. That's still not set up yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> keep saying that it's it like will. oh i'm gonna set it up next last month ago um <laughs> and uh there's other places i forget <laughs> other, other other, oh, other social platforms yes yeah christian angelus writer on facebook there you go um oh and of course workprint.com uh okay and that's that's it everyone uh thanks for tuning in and we hope that there's not a white lady behind you right now go check <laughs> <Turn around. laughs> okay okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Till next time.